Today on the news and why it matters, a shocking new poll out shows the majority of Americans want Trump's impeachment. Also, the NBA super duper brave um, uh, about taking a stand on things. Oh, except when it comes to Hong Kong and China. Got a lot coming up. Starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Stuber Gear. Did I say Mr. Stuber Gear? Yes. Mr. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- formerly known as Mr. Stuber Gear. Mr. Jason Buttrell. Mr. You got it right. Chief Researcher of the Glenn Beck <laughs> uh, Radio Program. And Mr. Jeremy Dice. Esquire. First, Esquire. Esquire. <laughs> That's right. Esquire from First Liberty. I feel like we just went into Bill and Ted's there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, got a lot. Of the cultural reference. Yes. Got a lot. I, uh, well, I thought it was going to be earnest. <laughs> Shocked it wasn't it's earnest. Beyond earnest, but just barely. <laughs> got a lot to get into. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. Um, so Jason knows about how well Relief Factor works because a Jason is very very old, but also <laughs> Jason was in the military where he did really really bad things to his joints yeah really really i can't stress this enough if you're in the military and you haven't tried this you, you've got to try this i you carry the packs around you know 100 pounds in your pack you run every single day it's horrible on your knees your back a lot of people right now have these problems just for different reasons but for military people especially um but i couldn't run every day mm-hmm. and i think you could see sarah that i was you know kind of getting a little uh yeah, yeah that i mean was, i didn't want to say anything that was setting yeah. in yeah. um but i started taking relief factor i think it only took me uh, a little over a week and I was already feeling tons better. I was able to get back to my three miles a day. It's awesome. Can't say enough about are you, it. Did you, are you really still you're doing three miles a day now? Well, you stopped it I couldn't for really other tell. reasons since. The, oh. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but not because of the pain. Shut <laughs> up, Stu. <laughs> uh, seriously, though, if you can uh, get out of pain, you're just living in constant pain, but you can get out of pain, it is truly life-changing when you do. you got to try Relief Factor. Get the three-week quick start pack. It's $19.95, and uh, the majority of people who try it, they go on to keep ordering more. It's working. It can work for you. You can be out of pain. Go to relieffactor.com, or you can call 800 500 8384 if you're one of the few people who still uses phones for its original purpose, like calling people. Uh, relieffactor.com. So <clears throat> there's a new poll that was released uh, yesterday by Fox News, of all places, that shows that just more than half of all registered voters support President Trump's impeachment and removal from office. Uh, is 51%. To 43% that Trump should be impeached and removed. 4% said that he should be impeached but not removed from office. And 40% said he should not be impeached at all. Um, Obviously, there was a big partisan divide. But it's interesting that at the same time that we are hearing things like at theblaze.com right now, there's an article up that says Ukraine was already planning to reopen the investigation into Burisma before President Trump ever had his phone call uh, with the president of Ukraine. How far? Did they say how far? How far before? I can look it up. I believe back in February. February, okay. That's still going to be after some of the initial meetings, so I, I don't know mm-hmm. if that's going to you know, persuade the left at all on that one. But but. I mean, what is, the, what is the smoking gun here that the majority of Americans are seeing that are leading them to believe that Trump should be impeached? 
Yeah, I mean, I, high high crime. Uh, right. <laughs> see, we've got the transcript. Yeah. Is it the is it the media bias? Is it the media coverage of this? Um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, I mean, look, the number hasn't been zero this entire time. We have to take it in context. That I mean, I don't know what the last Fox News poll was. By the way, Fox News is a very good pollster. It's not. It's not like there are some partisan polls that show you know Trump always has an advantage on and stuff. That's not Fox News. Fox News is is actually one of the highest rated pollsters in the business. Yeah. Um, uh, so, you know, higher rated than CNN, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, it, you know, it is one of those things that's probably the number was 30 percent before anything about Ukraine was even mentioned. Right. right? And this and, and we're very early in this. There's a, it's an interesting way these things tend to flow, which is. When there's a new allegation, it's it's new in people's minds. They they tend to jump towards, yeah, he needs to be held responsible for that. And as the facts sort of sift out, people say, oh, okay, maybe it's not as bad as I thought. Feels like it should or, be the opposite. Well, yeah, right? I like mean, shouldn't uh, we I, wait I, I, before the facts come out to say yes, he should be impeached? Well, I, I think so. <laughs> However, the other way it goes is there is a lot of new bad things that come out, and it increases, right? Mm-hmm. So. You know, this is a starting point. This is, though, I will say, historically high. It's higher than Nixon at, 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 a, at a similar point. Um, it's higher than Clinton at a similar point. I mean, you know, and that's kind of, a lot has to do with just Trump being divisive, right? Like the people who don't like him already don't like him. They hate him so much they want to get him impeached for, you know, if he had, you know, milk with his cereal this morning. How much do you think, though, is just... I'm so sick of hearing about it. Make it all yeah. go away, right? We just heard this steady drumbeat since. I mean, the day he was inaugurated, maybe yeah, before. weeks before he was yeah. inaugurated, that he has to be impeached. And we're talking about being impeached. Have they even filed the articles? Nope. I mean, has no. there even been a motion on all that? No. Nope. So the people are just worn out about it, saying, hey, go away. Let me just live my life. I just want to go to the Little League game without you know someone looking at me with a slant eye when I have a, when a MAGA hat on or something like that. I mean, come on. It's just, they're just tired of, of getting that kind of stuff all over the place. And there's got to be at least a a handicap factor inside that 51% somehow that just has people saying, okay, I'm done, I'm done, just go away. Even that, though, I feel like, Jason, would be kind of a cowardly way to approach it as, as, as a regular American citizen, just to say, okay, we, I mean, impeachment's a big deal, right? Just to say, okay, I, whether or not he did it, just make it go away and impeach the guy. Yeah, well, I think, and, I, and I'm, I, I think the, the responsible way to handle it would be like kind of like how I am right now. Like, should he oh, be? Oh, really? Oh, you're okay. the responsible. Like, okay. you're not kind of like how I've been handling it. Letting us know. Um, <laughs> you Jason, everybody, <laughs> three miles a day. No, like, <laughs> it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> um, no, I, I, when I say that, I'll, I'll probably take a hit for saying this, but I don't know if he should be impeached at right. this point. Right. I don't. I, I don't know that there is a one fact of the matter in this case. Did he mention Biden's name at all? And did he want them to investigate uh, Biden? Uh, yeah, he said that. There's no getting around that. He did say that. Now, is that an impeachable offense? Or is there more context to this story that would absolve him from that? I have no idea. That's what the in- inquiry is for. Mm-hmm. Do I think the inquiry is being done in bad faith? Yeah, I actually oh, do. 100%. It's 100% being done in bad faith. So I think a lot of people are conflicted about it. What's surprising to me is... Um, you know, it seemed before, like as you saw other polls where people were saying that the majority of the country said, well, look, we don't want to go through this impeachment thing. We, we don't, I mean, I feel like that was just like a couple weeks ago or something like that. So with this poll saying that now, it's, that seems to indicate a pretty big shift. I just don't know what shifted it, you know, all the way to, because has anything new come out since I, I haven't seen really anything new to 
I mean, there's been some reporting and, you know, the texts came out and the, those still haven't been explained. Uh, you know, there was the calls potentially to China. He said it in public, right? I think, though, like people, if you look at this, there's about 30 to 35 percent, you know, the, the Democrats that are in there that are not going to ever change their mind on Trump mm-hmm. that are going to be for impeachment no matter what at this point. So the change from 35 to 51 is significant. I'm not saying it's not. It is. It, it, but it's a new allegation. People are just learning about it. And I, I think you're right, Jason. You got you to take time. I, I mean, if something comes down the road that I think is more significant than what we've heard, I think everyone would be open to impeachment if he really did something. But as w- the information we have right now, to me, it doesn't rise to that level, particularly considering we all have an impeachment vote coming up right around the corner. Uh, it's right around the corner. We can all figure it out whether we want to do it or not. Uh, so, so let's all be as responsible as Jason, is what you're saying. <laughs> well, we if only. If only. <laughs> we'll be a better place. <laughs> Um, Jason, while we have you on the program, I do want to get your thoughts on uh, what's going on in Syria and Trump's decision to... Ooh, you're uh, just trying to get me in trouble today. Um, yeah. viewers. <laughs> it's what I do best. So. Uh, I am, yes, yeah, so the operation, uh, Operation uh, Peace Spring mm-hmm. uh, launched a couple days ago. We were getting really bad at naming these things. Yeah, it's, it's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so Peace Spring. Yeah. If you say it really fast, though, it just sounds like peace. <laughs> peace, <spring. laughs> Which is not good planning on their part. Yeah, Erdogan just about to have you banned from all social media and, and anything inside Turkey for saying that. Screw you, Erdogan. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it launched. What they want to do is, it's. I've been calling it Ottoman Spring, pretty much. Uh, our mm-hmm. new Ottoman Empire, really, is what it, what it should be. Because what I think they want to reclaim territory that they've lost in the past. There's no guarantee that they're going to leave. But they have invaded northern Syria. They're going after the, uh, the Kurds. They have... They stand nothing really to gain from this. They're not under threat right now as things are right now. That's one of the biggest things right now and why I think most European nations are coming out against them. But I am—I was very, very against what the president did. I know a lot of people are, are arguing, smart people on, on, on both sides are, are arguing that it's good that we just got out of there. Which I, but I think it's absolutely, utterly ridiculous. Um, some people have come out ridiculously trying to speak for veterans, saying that they agree with them or whatever. That's absolutely insane. I can't think of any veteran that I know currently, uh, or, or that are active, or any veteran that's out now that would say I wouldn't mind being, in, you know, deployed somewhere, fighting side by side with somebody, and then getting friends with them. Guaranteed, the special forces, for, uh, the thousand soldiers that we have there now, are friends with the people that they're fighting with. And now they're told to just wave goodbye and say, sorry, man, we're leaving you. No, we told you we never do this again. I guarantee you they're furious. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've I, definitely seen reports of many that are. I'm sure there's a split of, at some level. Right, there are but, some. Yeah, who, I mean, yeah. Now, let, let me say, say this. It's, it's not a good idea for the United States to be overextended in the world. It's not a good idea for us to be the, uh, the, uh, the world policeman. I'm a libertarian at heart. So I'm you're a not little saying, bit more hawkish on military. So you were not saying earlier it's ridiculous that they want to leave the area. Right. You um, just disagree with the, the method. The way it was done. It should not have been done now. There should be an exit strategy, but it should not be. I keep using the, uh, you know, the example. There's a difference between ripping a Band-Aid off you know, and ripping off half your arm because it's still you know, messed up <laughs> and doing it gradually. There's, there's, it's, we should have done this gradually. I think they did have a plan on this. It was complicated. Don't get me wrong. There, there is, there's no white or black. It's all gray in this area. Mm-hmm. It's all gray except for like ISIS you know, or Islamist terrorists. And maybe Erdogan, but anyway. <laughs> um, but there's, there's very shades of gray on this. Everyone that's involved, none of them are great people. None of them are very, very bad people. You know, it's, just, it's very, very complicated. But the thousand soldiers that, that, that are there and I guess are leaving, if you take them out now, and, it's, and a larger war does erupt from this, 
you're going to look at tens of thousands more U.S. troops possibly returning in, what, a month's, few months' time, a year's time, whenever. But mark my words, it will happen. You now have uh, Turkey and Iran headed for a collision course. Uh, what happens if uh, in Iran, there was a news report that Iran was doing uh, border uh, exercises on their border with Turkey, just as kind of like a tip of the hat, so where, you know, just kind of saying, don't mess with our Shiite militias that are in there. Whatever happens if Turkey uh, uh, invokes Article 5? Like, no one's even talking about that. When we're talking about a handful of soldiers uh, um, keeping us from a much larger war, these are the types of things I'm talking about that we will be called to to actually intervene. Global-type major regional battles that we will have to get into. Um, so anyway, so I think it was done very, very badly. Yeah. Jeremy, what are your thoughts? I, I agree, and I, I'm sorry to drive more, more viewers away and make them more <laughs> upset on this. But I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> definitely a lot, of, me a, bone. a lot of people, though, are on this side of it. This is yeah, not- look, I, I think if, from just a different perspective, I did not go through the military route, but I, I'm looking at this from a couple different perspectives. One, politically, it was a bad move by the president. He didn't have to do this. There was another area he could have pulled out, and people were going, yeah, that probably makes sense. You know, go down to Afghanistan. We've been there for a long time. What gain are we getting? I don't know. Let's bring a whole bunch of guys back. Uh, I think people would have accepted that a lot more easily. But you also have had a lot of success on the world stage with the emphasis that the State Department has placed on the persecuted church, on religious freedom abroad, and all that kind of stuff. And here you are going after the Kurdish people or leaving them high and dry now, as the Kurdish people who have been that persecuted Christian minority in Iraq and in that area of the world. There were the people that Saddam Hussein, going way back there, he used to go after these guys all the time. And that was they were some of our staunchest allies to take down that regime. And now it has the optics, at the very least, of just kind of pushing them to the front of the, of the, of the battle and then walking away. And I, I just don't think that was a well thought out strategy at all. What were we? I mean, what we have a couple thousand soldiers there, maybe. We had two thousand a couple months ago. We only had one thousand there now. I mean, that that is and in I've the heard grand even scope less than of our military. What's actually being affected with this? It's sure. only like 150 yeah. that are actually being moved as part of this. They're being moved to another, and we keep saying like we got to get out of these countries because we don't want these wars. Well, they're moving them to just other parts of Syria. Yeah. Like they're not. It's not. They're not even leaving Syria. Many of them. Some of them are going into Iraq. Some deal must have been cut with Erdogan. I have yeah. no idea because, what it is. Because, I want more context on it. And this. I don't like I that really element do. of it either as well. I don't yeah. trust that guy further than I can. Well, yeah, that's why. Okay, so, deals but, being made with Go back to this whole impeachment thing and all the other kind of things that are broiling around the president right now, he's got a great opportunity to, to remove the cameras to that side for a good reason. Yeah. Saying, hey, here's what we've been doing and getting a lot of good political coverage out of this whole thing for the State Department's ministerials on religious freedom, Pompeo's actions around the world on the persecuted church. We're going to stand with these. He could have actually moved the cameras to look at the good stuff that they were doing, and instead he's moved the cameras back to himself again. And I think this is a strategic error by the president here. He's done a lot of so many good things on on the foreign sure. policy front. In other words, otherwise, this was a misstep. Stu, and, and you know, a lot of these arguments sound really familiar, uh, and they sound familiar because we made them to the Obama administration yes. in 2014 and said, "Don't pull all these troops out, or something bad will happen." And then ISIS happened, right? Like this is we we've been down this road. This is these are not good ideas, and. And I think a lot of times we get uh, locked into this thought, and I am just as much for you know not having as much of a world's policeman um, uh, idea. I don't think that's a great way to run a country, um, and I do tend to lean more libertarian than I used to on such things. However, like we keep looking at like well, we're in Syria. Well, what does that mean? We have guys who are advising other people who are fighting. We have about 150 people who are affected in this region, most most of which are not on the front lines. 
you know, they are basically standing there as a buffer so that Turkey doesn't attack. They're not, there's no, they're not dying. They're not getting, no, 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 no U.S. troop has been killed by someone from Turkey. There's, this isn't even happening. They're basically standing there as a buffer to say to, to Erdogan, don't come in here. And honestly, I would even argue that if he had pulled out everyone except one troop, he put one person, one U.S. soldier in there with these guys, they wouldn't have come in. Oh, you're right. In fact, mm-hmm. even if we had no troops in there and we said don't come in, mm-hmm. they're probably not still coming in, which makes me think that Trump, for whatever reason, thinks this is a good idea or is trading something for trading it. Trading something. Yeah, and I don't I know so. what he's trading it for it. I don't know what would be a value to, to let down a, 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 an, ally an ally like this. It, makes me, it, it doesn't make me feel good. But we have this concept of thinking like, okay, well, here are the number of countries we're in, and here's how long we've been there. Those aren't the only metrics. Like, the, you know, having if we had one one troop in the middle of this region till the end of time, and we just kept rotating them in and out every couple of weeks to give them a break, would that be the worst thing in the world? Would that mean that we're the global policemen? No. But if it prevents a, a mass, you know, a mass casualties of our allies, I mean, it would be worth it. So I think we have to kind of rethink the way that, that, that we go down these roads. And I don't know what he traded this for. I hope it was something good because I don't, I don't understand it right now. Yeah. All great points. Back in a minute. I mean, Jason Bowen said it was great. And they were like, oh. I know there are uh, a lot of small business owners out there, entrepreneurs. Uh, if you are one of many of those people and you are not using Oracle's NetSuite, you're making a giant mistake. Uh, you know, you have to know your numbers, right? When, when you want to grow your business, you got to know the numbers. You got to know how many uh, sales calls you're doing. You got to have your accounting. And the problem is that um, you have your accounting system over here, and then you have your sales system over here, and then you have your inventory over here, and these, these systems are not connecting with each other. They're not working together, and you're spending way too much time accounting for all of these things. You've got too many resources, and it's hurting your bottom line. All right, you gotta get NetSuite by Oracle. It is the business management software. It handles every single aspect of your business in a really easy-to-use cloud platform. It's giving you the visibility and control you need to actually grow and make that money, because that's what it's about, right? You save time, money, and unneeded headaches by managing sales, finance and accounting, orders, and HR instantly. You can do it on your desktop or your phone. NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system. Right now, NetSuite is offering you a really valuable insights with a free guide. It's called Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits. You can go get it at netsuite.com slash why. That is netsuite.com slash why to download this free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits. I mean, come on, there's no reason not to go there. I mean, unless you hate making money, which (laughs) if you do, you're a really bad business owner. (laughs) Netsuite.com slash why. Want to talk about what's what's still going on in the NBA. I know yesterday we talked about the uh, protesters who were at the Philadelphia 76ers game. You know, what a coincidence. Who were escorted out because they had signs that said um, Free Hong Kong. Um, well, they were not the only ones. Turns out there is a movement growing on both sides. Uh, so this was, where was this one? It was in Washington. And in the Capital One arena, there were more protesters who were uh, being told by security not to hold their free Hong Kong signs. Watch. Like, 
But what, what was the reasoning? What, what's the reason? So, I, so understand you're doing your yeah, job, sir. Totally. Just Captain One Arena. We understand. We respect your your freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are just personally not having. We don't have any stance on it, and so we're just asking. Uh, no one is any signage related to that being in here tonight. And so, uh, and under what was the? Uh, it's so the I just explained it, and that's what it is. Under the sign standard, okay. or and it's also outside of our sign standard. For example, so okay. I'm gonna ask you guys. I'm gonna have to take this, or you can. Alright, thank you, sir. During the national anthem <laughs> yeah. of, of, all, of all times, we respect your freedom of speech. <laughs> so we're going to take your speech. Yeah. Right. I hope. I really hope they took down every single sign, regardless of what was written on it. I mean, if it had said, you know, go whoever's playing, go. What are they called now? The, the not it used the to be the bullets, bullets anymore. I mean, yeah, what, the Capitol. No, no, it's they, the hockey. They took down their freedom of speech of their own name. It's the wizards. <laughs> yeah, the wizards. That's <laughs> who it is. Yeah. So they better have taken down every single sign because otherwise that is a that is a real big problem that they just opened themselves up to. If some enterprising First Amendment attorney would want to get hold of that, huh. I don't know if anyone will hear about it. I mean, it, ideally, <laughs> ideally it was for a religious reason. That would be even better. And those guys could give uh, a call to something like FirstLiberty.org, mm. and perhaps <laughs> you know that would be something we would want to look at a little bit more because that's just enforcing. A viewpoint that they disagree with, or that, that that they want to have enforced, rather than allowing multiple viewpoints to be out there. Again, if you're picking and choosing the viewpoints that you want, that's a that's a, that's the problem. If you say, okay, nobody can talk, well, that's they can kind of do that. But well, it is a private venue, though, right? I mean, and they, they, do they well, have? Is to? it though? Is isn't that a city-run venue? I don't know. That's where that would be. That would be the right analysis to make on that. However, I think it is at least a public-private. Okay, partnership. Partnership that's going yeah, on there, and I think there'd sense. be enough government entity for us to be able to put some hooks into them. <laughs> but the ridiculous thing is they're doing it on pushback from the Chinese Communist Party. Right. That, which ab- sounds absolutely insane. Back in the day, we would have just given a big middle finger if someone, if yeah. a, a communist you know, government would have told us what to do. You have, Give me a break. You have Nike in China that has, has removed the yeah, Houston Nike. Rockets merchandise from their stores. What happened to believe in, you know, believe in something even if it means sacrificing everything? Right. What right. happened to that? Exactly. So that that came out. So there's that. And then also Apple. Apple got hit mm-hmm. for taking down, what was that, that app that uh, the Hong Kong protesters were using to yes. track where the police where were? The police were. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, lo- I love how, and I said this before, but I love the hypocrisy of um, how this is just, I, it's just, it's just coming out now. And it's just, and they're just kind of focusing on the NBA. But really the reason why China became such a big deal is because this has been going on for 30 years. 30 years, they've been strong-arming American businessmen, and they've been just throwing out their, their, their values, and if they even you know, have anything to say on human rights whatsoever, they threw it out because they cared about the market being open and getting access to the market in China. Yeah. That's it. So now, now this is just coming out now. Well, welcome to what's been going on over the past three decades. Yeah, Stu, last word. Uh, I'll agree, obviously, with you guys on the concepts here, and, and you know, I, I do hesitate to give any a little bit of a pushback here. Of like, I just don't want another sport ruined by a political debate. <laughs> I get that this is so obvious that China has a terrible human rights record. Hasn't this should be particular so sport already been ruined by yes. that very thing? Well, I mean, yes, they're yeah, always complaining about so President gotta, Trump. We're going to go play in Charlotte because we're going to support that organization oh, yeah. there. But, but I, you know, I oppose China that right. is imprisoning I, everyone. Oh no, no, let's bow at their feet. I'm trying to. Be, I, but I mean, like, as a sports fan, I'm trying to be consistent here. Like, I don't want every freaking sport broadcast I, I watch to be about Colin Kaepernick or, uh, you know, g- uh, gay marriage or bathroom use in, in North Carolina or the chi- policy of China. Like, I would go to sports because I want to watch sports. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, look, it's a Chinese basketball team playing. It's hard to avoid it there. But I, 
I hope uh, I hope that not every game I go to this year is all you know signs from either side supporting it. Like, like, like sports, we can have any escape. Can we have any escape? No, like but it. they started it first. So. <laughs> right back in a minute. I guess we just got to take a cue from Alan and George. Alan DeGeneres and George Bush. No. Oh. <laughs> Giveaway alert going on over oh. here. So mm-hmm. with the new shop that you can find at shop.theblaze.com, with that comes an awesome giveaway. And here's what you have to do if you want to be entered to win. You can win. Uh, you can pick what you want to win. If you don't want uh, News & Why It Matters merch, which I don't know why you wouldn't, but if you don't, you can pick whatever is in the store, any T-shirt, mug, or hat. All you have to do is go to wherever you get your podcasts, go to iTunes, go to Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, go subscribe, okay? Rate us five stars. I don't want you rating us one star and then entering to win in this giveaway. (laughs) You got to rate us five stars, uh, subscribe to the podcast, take a screenshot of that. Send it to me on social media, at Sarah Gonzalez TX, preferably Twitter. Uh, send it to me. We will enter you in to win. You could be one of several people who will get their, they, they'll get their pick. Okay, you can pick Glenn's Just Shut Up shirt if you want, which I personally really want. Uh, you can pick Chad Prather stuff. Whatever you want, you will be entered to win. All you got to do is go subscribe and rate and tell your friends to do it too. Well, or maybe not because then it'll lessen your chances of winning. <laughs> Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Uh, Mr. Jeremy Dice Esquire, you now have the floor to uh, tell us about this latest Supreme Court what was, it wasn't yeah. a decision. No, no, they just started the term on Monday. It's the first Monday yeah, yeah. in October, so that's the f- traditional start date for the Supreme Court. And on Tuesday, they had th- two cases, but really three. There was one that was consolidated with the other. So there were two arguments on, on Tuesday about the definition of a word, and that word is, is sex. And, and what does it mean under the federal law? So Title VII, that area of the law that governs public, uh, that that governs employment discrimination, or non-discrimination, I should say, has different categories, right? You can't discriminate on employment based upon, uh, you know, religion, sex, race, um, and national origin, that kind of thing. So, sex, was that was inserted in the original Title VII of 1964, that act of 1964 that made that law. Well, the argument here is that some uh, men who were gay were, were fired for a variety of reasons, and there was another employee at a funeral home who transitioned and from male to female and became a transgendered woman during that time. And the owner, who happens to be religious, said, you know, that's not going to work here. And, and, and it actually was a dress code issue, right? Men, men were supposed to wear suits, women were supposed to wear dresses or skirts. And so the person was terminated from the employment. Well, this has now gotten all the way to the Supreme Court. Uh, and, and the question that's presented is, is uh, sexual orientation and gender identity, are those included underneath the definition of the word sex or not? Well, since 1974, there have been efforts to try to expand Title VII or various elements of federal law to expand that definition, to include all the many now, what, 100 different genders identity that we have out there to, to make those things um, a part of sex, but they've never been passed. In 1994, they, they, in, they uh, introduced the first ENDA law, Employment Non-Discrimination Act, which would expand that section of Title VII to include gender identity, sexual orientation, Every year that's been introduced in Congress from 1994 until now, it's never passed. 
This year, they tried to pass the Equality Act, which was significantly more aggressive than ENDA. It passed the House of Representatives, largely on party line vote. It'll never get picked up in the, in the Senate, so it's kind of dead there. You've got state legislatures that are kind of a hit and miss. You've got municipalities that are, you know, one city is, yes, we're going to include it. Another city is, no, we're not. And so you've got this patchwork going all over the country, and yet they're saying, hey, look, Congress has basically left a big blank, and they're now asking the court to fill in that blank. Well, this is a real dangerous territory. And I, I think the Solicitor General of the United States, who is kind of in this kind of awkward position, so the lawsuit is against the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. During the Obama administration, when this case started, the Obama administration took the position that, yes, in fact, sex includes gender identity and sex stereotypes that you know, include this. And so he comes in and says, no, we're going to switch this. The Trump administration reverses that. Now, he's arguing against his own agency, saying we actually disagree with the previous administration. We don't believe that that is an expansive definition of sex under federal law. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he's not, he ends the whole argument by saying, uh, if you stop this here, court, and I'm paraphrasing, of course, but if you, if you go ahead and judicially insert a new definition of the federal law, you're basically giving a complete victory to one side and nothing to the other side whatsoever. That's the real danger here is that you have uh, a court that is being tempted to engage in legislation where they don't belong. Their job is to say what the law is. Marbury versus Madison is exact language. There's emphatically the duty of the court to say what the law is. And yet they're being tempted now to fill in the blank about this area that Congress has not only not acted on, they've refused to act on at least since 1994. And I think we can make it a case going all the way back to 1974 when there's first similar legislation that was produced there as well. So this is a very interesting little debate that's going to take place. We're not going to find out the decision on that, but we're effectively back where we were, kind of like Obergefell a couple years ago. Remember that same-sex marriage case where there had been lots of discussion in the democratic process and the court just cut it off. And so we're just going to stop it. And the court warned us about that. Justice Thomas said, you know, look, we should not short-circuit this process, allow the oh, political yeah. process, the democratic process to work itself out so that the natural give and take arrives at not only wins for everybody, but key protections, especially in the area of the First Amendment. Mm-hmm. It is really fascinating, this, this case, because, first of all, have we not been told with the whole transgender debate that sex and gender are two different things. That's one of the like, their main talking points, right? Like sex, you don't understand. Sex and gender are different. Well, this whole thing is based on them saying, no, it's not. It's actually the same, <laughs> right? Like they're going against their own arguments here. Um, but uh, there's two two cases. And, and as you point out, like there's, it very rarely is as, a clean, as clean as they say it is. Like they were just fired because they were gay or they were right. fired because they were transgenders. There's usually some other thing on top of that. Um, but let's just say it's pure. Like these guys came in, they were like, you know what? You're, you're transitioning, you're gone. You're, you're dating a dude, you're a dude, you're gone. Let's just say those two things are, are real for a second. It's fascinating because I think they actually have a better case for the transgender part of it than they do the gay part of it. <laughs> the transgender part of it is they're saying basically like, okay, you can't, you can't discriminate on, on, the, on the basis of sex and, slash gender. Mm-hmm. Well, this person's transitioning genders, and you know, it gets into the fundamental idea of are they really transitioning genders or not? Scientifically, they're kind of not, but they're having these surgeries, and that's the, we've adopted this as, as a thing. So... If that's what it is, and we accept that as a real thing, going from male to female, and that's a real transition legally, they actually are, it is a gender issue. And you could, they could make the argument it's a gender thing. And I think that's interesting. The, 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 uh, the idea and the gay part of it is way more of a stretch, where they're saying, well, because the gender of your partner is different than what we want, that's gender 
um, discrimination. And it's like, well, it's not talking about the person who's employed. You're talking about the gender of the person the, the employee is dating or is married to, which is a it's a total stretch. Well, and it's actually a little even more subtle than that because mm-hmm. they're saying that these ideas of sex stereotypes, and there are there is some case law right now about sex stereotypes that, mm-hmm. you know, you're not butch enough, you're not man enough or yeah, something sure. like that, and you're, you're not acting according to your stereotype, that kind of thing. That could, they're trying to shoestring that or uh, the yeah. bootstrap that together with these things that a, a homosexual man, for instance, wasn't engaged in the same sex stereotype as sure. a heterosexual man would be, and therefore they're, they're, they're gone or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, again, this is all the more argument for not letting nine lawyers on the Supreme Court make that decision. Pass That's something that the, the Congress is supposed to do, and yeah. they have refused to do. Justice Sotomayor, right at the end of it, got, I think, a little annoyed by the other argument and, and kind of popped off with a question. It kind of sounded that way anyway. I was reading the transcript. I don't, wasn't in the room, so I shouldn't say that she popped off. But it sounded like she was just kind of holding back and it just kind of came out. So at what, at what point do we say that you know, Congress has addressed this, that the court has to address this? With that, at what point do we say that we just have to address this? And yeah, Noel Francisco, the Solicitor General, just responds and goes and says, well, when the Congress has addressed it, <laughs> good for Noel Francisco that's a great works. point that's how you, Article 1 is, is for the legislature Article 2 for the executive and Article 3 is the courts there are three distinct separate and equal branches of government let them each do their job so if they haven't filled in the blank it's not the job for the judge to do it these, yeah. t- these types of, uh, of cases like the Equality Act this thing um, other, other bigger things like uh, or big things as well like Green New Deal stuff like that that I think probably could go a certain way in the, in the House but won't go anywhere in the Senate if they ever even got to vote on it um, these are things that I've been seeing. You mentioned state level, you know, how they're re- receptive to some of these things. But I've seen there's pretty wealthy, extreme left liberal organizations out there that are funding uh, uh, campaigns for some of these radical, you know, uh, left attorney generals, even attorney generals in a bunch of different states. I think it's New Mexico, I believe. Uh, they were trying to pass just a state level Green New Deal. Um, a lot of other cases or a lot of other uh, yeah, issues that some of these attorney generals were, were dealing with and district attorneys had a lot to do with the Equality Act. I mean, just, it just makes me wonder a little about it. Maybe you can answer this better. I don't, I don't know what they could actually get done at a city and state level. But, I mean, pretty much they could make their communi- you know, crazy communist utopias state by state if they oh, wanted yeah. to get all this stuff done. Well, that's been the interesting thing to watch over the years is that where they failed at the federal level, they're trying to push it lower, so they try at the state level. Yeah. Uh, and some states just reject that out of hand. I, I think uh, of the state of West Virginia, where I lived for a number of years, they tried to adopt that in the state non-discrimination laws, and they rejected it time and time again. And so you have the city of Parkersburg. They're doing one thing, and the city of Beckley is trying to do another thing. Morgantown's doing something else. And so you got this patchwork. Well, how do you do business in a state that has multiple different employment requirements, right? Mm-hmm. That, that becomes very difficult. And so there's actually a response been to that to say, look, no, we're going to say there's an intrastate a Commerce Act that says you're going to abide by the Employment Non-Discrimination Act of the state, not the various municipalities here. Yeah. But this is, again, part of that national dialogue that needs to continue to say, okay, how are we going to suss all this out? Where are the edges of this debate so we can find the middle? Yeah. And that, that's really, the court should not short-circuit that at any time because bad results happen. And if we need any examples for that, I mean, we remember what happened during and after Obergefell with Jack Phillips and, and all these other mm-hmm. clients, uh, people that have, have suffered uh, the exact predictions that the court said that they would suffer based upon that decision. We shouldn't cut that off right now. Let's all, all, allow the discussion to happen. Yeah, I think so many of these things, too, wind up boiling down to, um, you know, sure, this violates the way we're supposed to do this, but I really want it 
Mm-hmm. And so many arguments really don't boil down to anything that has anything to do with our system. It's just, I really want it. We should have it. Like, that's kind of what the left seems to be arguing with all of these things. Like, it's, and I would, I would say the same thing with, you know, when Obama was with DACA. You know, he's like, but I really want it. I know they said no to it 5,000 times, but I really want it. You know, and the same thing with Trump with the, um, the emergency declaration he did for the wall funding. They said no to you 500 times, but he really wants it. Well, that's not okay. That's not what our system, we're not supposed to break those things down when we really want something. That's why we have a system. That's why we have these rules. And it's why this country and its constitution is standing a couple hundred years past everybody else's. Um, you know, I, I feel like we are more and more because, you know, we violated what the founders wanted of being an engaged public and, and one that's really uh, following these things closely. We kind of let a lot of this stuff go. Yeah. And it's not a good, not a good move. Yeah. Um, all right. Before we go, if you ever wanted to, I don't know, teach your kids about the dangers of like doing drugs, um, this is a really great segment to, uh, to show them. So the, uh, the climate change group, uh, Extinction Rebellion, is they're shutting down the streets in London um, so that they can save the earth through performance art and yoga. Here's just a little bit of uh, their awesome protest. Watch. (laughs) You couldn't do a plank, at least do a plank. (laughs) Saving the earth. On yoga mats, which are made of petroleum and stuff. Is that tree beard? Do people even know why they're protesting? Like, you, people walk up, there's, they're not even holding any signs. Yeah. I don't even, they don't even know why they're protesting, Jason. <laughs> you know what? The, the, the nude protest was so much better. Can we go back to that? Yeah, we have, like, know. hot... Do you look closely at those photos? <laughs> oh, man. There was a time, you know what I'm talking about, when there was, like, some hot movie I stars. I do know what you're models. talking about, because you literally bring it up every, every single day. Every show. <laughs> Every day, Jason's like, "Hey, you know about that protest where the women take off their shirts?" You just glossed over great. the fact of Stu just saying you were look- he was looking closely at those photos. Yeah. I mean, we're just going to run past that. Fair point. Uh, no, but I mean, this is truly, truly, this is a cult. Is it not? Can we not call it a cult yet? No, I, You've got people walking down the streets in creepy robes and painting their faces. You've got weirdos uh, doing yoga, shutting down the streets so people can't go to work. I mean, who has time for this? And to just think, instead of using these petroleum-based products that they have right here uh, on the streets while they're protesting all of these things, they could be, oh, I don't know, picking up trash (laughs) or actually doing something to save the environment. And instead, this is what they're... Uh, you, th- you, th- you think, like in a cult, you always wonder, what makes them get that worked up, you know, and believe in something that much that they had to go to those links? The, the people that are, like, these people, they don't think that they're crazy, like, how paranoid they are about this one thing that drives them to dress up into these weird clothes and do, like, performative, perform, whatever you call it, things, <laughs> theatrical things in the middle of the street. <laughs> that you, maybe you should stop like, wait, why do I believe in this so passionately? I mean, come on. Shame on you, Jason. Shame <laughs> on you. These people should be in school. We've robbed them of their childhood. That's why they're doing this kind of thing. We've robbed them of their childhood. Oh, Greta. Yeah, their Greta. parents 
who didn't do their jobs raise a bunch of crazy people <laughs> doing yoga in the street. What's Wish wrong I knew with how you? she felt? <laughs> uh, all right, today's I'm sorry, yesterday's poll question is Hillary going to run in 2020? Interesting split. Mm, really? 59% of you said no. 41% said yes. It's pretty close. Yeah, I mean, I think we were I talking about Chad, it being Yeah, the Chad predicted 50-50. It's about as close as we get to 50-50. It really is. Polls, yeah. But the majority said no, which would be really great. If I she, love the fact that she said she could beat him again. I know. <laughs> In <laughs> an office that was not the White House. That's <laughs> what I said yesterday. I was like, I'm sorry, where do you live? <laughs> oh, it's not the White House. Okay, great. I don't think you beat him. Uh, all right, today's poll, did Trump make the right move pulling forces out of Syria? You've, of course, heard the opinions of the gentlemen at the table. So we want to know what you think. This, I what think, about you? We didn't hear yours. Yeah, it's true. What mm. about you? This show isn't about me. <laughs> uh, no, I, I will say, you know, and I would like to preface this with, I'm going to vote for the guy, so don't send me your email, okay? <laughs> but I don't think he should have done what he did. I do think it's, it's hard to say, you know, why have allies? in the first place, yeah. if you're just going to say, well, you're our allies when it helps us, but when, you know, it helps you, we're not going to, we're not going to help you. It's gonna, that's kind of hard to form more allies when that's yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, we, we talked about this a little bit off here too, in that, like, w people are talking about this in a generalist way. Mm -hmm. Like, should we be involved in the Middle East or right. not? Right, And that's right. not what the situation is. Right. Like, you know, we're, we're going to lose our, our, our guys, you know, uh, fighting the Kurds. We're fighting with the Kurds to protect the Kurds. We're going to lose our soldiers. Well, that's, a, that's an interesting argument that we should have when that's happening. Right. right. Like, that's not the situation that's going on right now. Like, the, we're, our guys aren't, we're not losing our guys to Turkey for, uh, to protect the Kurds. Mm -hmm. You know, all, we're, we're talking about guys who are basically advising and, and, and giving resources and, and assistance. Well, and it was a pretty good indication that it was working when, as soon as Trump announced that he was doing that, Turkey moved in. Right. I mean, exactly. so it, like, it was working what they were doing and we weren't losing anyone. Yeah, it's, 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 it feels almost like we're just getting pushed around. Mm -hmm. Like they were going, like, we're, we're coming in, so you better get them out of there. And I know that's not the way Trump acts, and that's the way that the United, not supposed to be the, certainly the way the United States acts. So maybe there's something there, bigger going on that yeah, we don't there, know about. There, there, absolutely, there's context that we don't know about. Yeah, I would love to find that out. Mm -hmm. I, I know it'll come out in due time, yep. but it would have just helped. Again, this is why you don't do things hastily. Well, if I see, if Turkey launches an investigation on the dealings of Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, <laughs> I'm going to be very suspicious. <laughs> very suspicious. Uh, let us know nice. what you guys think. Try to be objective. Okay, it's just was this done the right way? Um, you know, don't just say, "Oh, I whatever Trump, whatever Trump says." Yes, yes, I support. I mean, it totally. this audience doesn't do that, right? They wouldn't be hanging around this long after today's show. Um, you know, <laughs> I think like, but you know, you're this is a generalized Twitter poll, which is why I like torturing it's scientific, you with it. So. It's like people that don't listen to this show are going to go on there and torture you, which is why I always love it. <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate uh, I appreciate the support, still. Let us know what you think. Go to the Blazes Twitter. Thank you, gentlemen. We'll see you tomorrow. I think the missing server is going to wind up in Istanbul. <laughs> like, like a broom closet in Istanbul. Like, whoa, how did it get there? Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.